Yeah, dude, this is Steve-O, and you're listening to Dr. Brady Smith on the Drilled Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Drill with Dr. Brady podcast. I am Dr. Brady. Joined back today is Lowell, our producer, <laughs> executive director of the Halo Dental, uh, the Halo Dental Network. <laughs> you can't even say it. <laughs> it's a lot of words, man. It is a lot of words. Why do we make it so many words? You, I don't know. You made you made it. You made it a lot of words. <laughs> it's a lot of words. Oh man, uh, what do you do? How you been, man? What you do? What you up to today? Uh, I. Probably shouldn't say what I was up to today, but uh, other than that, I bought myself some... Uh, Definitely shouldn't say. <laughs> no, it's not what you think. It just might be inflammatory if someone might be listening. Um, He's not listening. <laughs> uh, I bought some new software, some new music software. And I was playing with it most of the day. Oh, a little, uh, a new toy. That's retail awesome. therapy, I'm calling it. It's called retail therapy. Um, hey, let's knock out a, a secret word. We have a... Um, we have a new rule, and we want more people to uh, feel like they have a shot at winning the Secret Word $500 prize. So we are no longer going to automatically uh, just take the first person. It's like when you played uh, first-person shooters as a kid. No sniping. No camping. We do feel like there's some snipers in our midst, so... Uh, what we're going to do is, uh, I think what we'll do is uh, we'll start with uh, probably like the fifth, the fifth email that we get uh, for this episode. Let's do that. Let's do the fifth email that we get. Containing the secret word. The fifth email we get containing the secret word. And and, and listen, this, this is just spreading the love around. We're just going to spread. We're just going to take that love. We're going to spread it. All around. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Dr. Brady's going to have compassion on you. <laughs> upon you. I'm going to have compassion upon you. <laughs> That's my favorite quote of yours ever. <laughs> oh, well, you need to read your scriptures. That's what you need to do. <laughs> well, if for whatever God-awful reason I outlive you, I'm carving <laughs> that on your gravestone, man. <laughs> he had compassion upon us. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, I'm losing some of that compassion right now, <laughs> just a little bit. Okay, so the secret word is uh, the fifth person who emails us the correct secret word to drilledpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, what is the secret word? Do you want to use? Do you wanna... <laughs> yeah, you just build it up, and then you put me on the spot at the last second. At least give me like a drum roll. Listen, Can you do a drum roll with um, <laughs> No, that's not it. Hold on. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I know it. Uh, it'll be the harp music. Ooh. Ooh. That's pretty good. Secret word is... <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, hit it again. Okay. The secret word is... Enchanted melody. Enchanted melody. Yeah. 
That's right. We're taking away your toys, Brady. <laughs> oh, man, this is terrible. I'm going to ground you from the, the new machine. Uh, I do want to put a sound bite on uh, this roadcaster uh, that is, uh, like, I want to get some good movie quotes on there. Yeah, I've I, got a library of those, so you're. I got you. I want to do, uh, uh, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I have a lot of Will Ferrell movies. I feel stuff. like that's one that I would use a lot. Don't you put that evil on me. Or like Shake and Bake. Shake and Bake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or The Magic Man. Yeah. I would love to hear uh, uh, what's his, John C. Riley's quote about uh, how he just likes to imagine his Jesus in a tuxedo T-shirt. It's like, hey, oh, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party. The whole prayer, the baby Jesus prayer. That was the best grace I've ever heard. Those were great. Those were great. <laughs> Fantastic. So we have a lot of fun to do. Oh, so the secret word is enchanted melody. Please email that to drilledpodcast uh, at gmail.com. There you go. And we will award the fifth email. The fizzif. The fifth. Okay. And we might actually just go to like a lottery system at some point because it's just become, uh, you know, it's very nice. And there's a lot of people who benefit from that. I did two free things today uh, for podcast winners, and I love it. And I, it's, it's great. We want to continue to do it. We just want to, you know. We want to share the love, spread the love. And take that love. We're going to have it upon you. We're going <laughs> to have that love upon you. And then we're going to spread it. I'm going to get T-shirts made, y'all. If you want one, you can email us at drilledpodcast at gmail.com. We do need another one that's just um, me dressed like Mr. T that says, no one lays hands. That was another popular saying. We're going to have a very... No one, no one lays hands on Dr. Brady. We're going to have a very, very fun logo that we made for a thing that we're doing called the Tooth Fairy Army that Brady really likes. I believe you guys are going to really like it, too. Needs more abs. <laughs> I need no less than a sixteen pack. <laughs> so you okay? You wanted me to go like really anime with it, <laughs> like just over. You know, funny. My my eight year old son, who was probably six at the time, uh, got really into John Cena, and I was like, just kind of messing around. I was like, John Cena's not even strong. I'm strong, and he's like, Dad, John Cena has like a twelve pack. I said, I got a twelve pack, and he looks at me, and goes, You got a butt pack. At least he didn't say, like, in the fridge. You know? I, was like, I was like, oh, crap, my son's funny. <laughs> Dang it. That's really funny that I got a butt pack. The other day he was also saying, oh, man, he says the funniest crap. He said, um, I was going to the, to the grocery store to buy some ice cream, and he's, uh, he said, uh, uh, I was like, what kind do you think I should get? And all my other kids were like, cookies and cream, uh, vanilla, whatever. And he goes, uh, look for some lemon turd blast. That's amazing. That's a great band name right there. And I was like, what did you just say to me? Lemon Turd Blast, Dad. It's uh, it's there. Just look for it. And I was like, crap. He's funny, dude. He's got some jokes. Dude's got some jokes. <laughs> Which one is this? Tucker. Oh, he's my, okay. He's yeah. my eight-year-old. He's uh, totally going to be a class clown. And uh, You can get some phone calls. You know what? I can't <laughs> wait. Because I can't wait to be like, what did you do this time? Good job, son. That's a good joke. And you, listen, my advice to him is going to be, if you can tell a joke and you get reaction and it costs you a suspension at school, it's probably fine. It's probably had, worth it. I had very understand. I think the reason I'm as big a smart ass as I am is I had parents that were kind of, for better or worse, of the same kind of belief system like that. Like, you like get suspended for leaving a savage burn? Good on you. Right. Or if I got in a fight and I was in the right, yeah, and you should have you should have punched him. 
Yeah, yeah like, uh, yeah. yeah, I remember... Uh, Some dude deserved to be laid out. And you d- gave there was him. a kid, and it was like in third grade, and he, he spit on me at the monkey bars. Is his name Jimmy? No. I feel like their name's always Jimmy. No, his name was Matt. Um, he, spit on, he spit on me at the monkey bars. That's Jimmy's, cool. Jimmy's teach you about sex way before you should learn about it. <laughs> and it's usually wrong at wrong. Right. Um, and then he spit... I told him not to do it. And then he spit on me again. I'm like, listen, final warning... He spit on me again. Wow. It's on. And he, in, in third graders You, you have like the forgiveness of like Jesus. Like, well, I, wrong, wrong me thrice and I shall exact my vengeance upon I didn't know me. what to do. I'm not a particularly, you know, at least up to that point, I was not a particularly violent kid. You know, I was just a kid. And I, just, I was a happy, giggly kid. And I didn't really, confrontation of that caliber had not really entered my realm yet. Yeah. And, uh. Other than like brothers and cousins and stuff, but um, and he did it again, and I just beat the crap out of him. And I remember I didn't get suspended because this was in the eighties, where they didn't suspend you for getting in a fight. Yeah, but they made me stand on the wall for an entire week during lunch. Stand on the wall yeah. against the wall against the wall. Yeah, and I remember my parents brought me pizza did every wear, single like, day. A hat that says like dunce. No, no, they just made me stand on the wall. But my parents brought me pizza and hung out with me every single day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Made you feel warm and fuzzy? Well, it's kind of... Or embarrassed you even further? No, it was awesome. Great. That's awesome. Why are your parents embarrassing? I don't get it. Uh, you didn't grow up Mormon. I did not. With seven siblings. I did not. So that changed... No, my parents are cool, actually. Actually, my parents were... Uh, it's great. So having good parents is awesome. If you don't have good parents, didn't have good parents, feel bad. I had interesting parents. And they were they were good, but they were interesting dad. too. I like your dad. My dad's awesome. Yeah, I don't but know we you know like adolescence hit and we kind of start button heads pretty hard, right, but. as is customary. Yeah, right. I had a topic I wanted to bring up today that I thought was really interesting. This is about my dad. <laughs> Listen, Brian, your dad. My dad's name is Brian, though. Actually, weirdly it's true. enough, yeah. Hey, Brian. So uh, I haven't heard from my brother Brian. Anyways, Good. so I don't know if he's listened to the last couple episodes where we've really called him so out. So I'm doing it a lot, so he'll Listen, get it. Listen, Brian. <laughs> uh, so let me bring up my notes here. I took notes on this because I saw a news story on the news where one is likely, Would likely to, to find something like a, a story of newsworthiness. And so here's what the story was about. And I want to bring this around to, to Halo. Because the Halo Dental Network is kind of it operates on this principle, which is to me the it's the power of one, it's the power of a single individual, versus large, government bureaucratic organizations. It's like a Superman versus an army of Batman's. Yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. Aquaman's. My bad. Batman is pretty cool. I don't know if that now. I'm talking like old school comic Aquaman, not like new mighty crazy Aquaman. I'm talking like. Aquaman, who just talked to fish. Yeah. Yeah. Just a crappy superpower. Worst g- g- I mean, member of the Justice League friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So um, this article, or this news story, rather, it was, a, it was a news story, not an article, was about the litter problem in Portland, which is tremendous. Oh, yeah. That's legit. It's legit. There's a lot of things contributing to the litter, prog- the litter, litter problem, and it's not just like trash it's like biohazardous material it's like i've seen it i've yeah. literally seen it i uh i went to the hayden island guitar center yeah the other day to buy some recording equipment 
because we're doing a lot of that of late. Me and Brady are doing a lot of retail therapy, I've noticed of late. <laughs> but um, I pulled in, I, I, as I came off the the, the interstate, and I, I, I came down onto the, you go by the Lowe's, and you know, you got the guitar center right there. War zone. Literally, it was a crazy homeless war zone. Yeah. And that actually gets worse as you keep on going Oh, south. I know. I know, but this was like... Yeah, and I just hadn't been to Portland in a while, and it was just like, wow, you know, it's right. So if you don't live in Portland before COVID, Portland was already kind of a mecca for uh, these tent cities. Which in the news story was so funny because they kept on referring to it as urban camping. <laughs> Hold on, yeah, urban camping. I yeah I no on that that's 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 the one that's the one you need right there oh I'm sorry we just lost so many listeners <laughs> they can't they can't handle that so urban camping they're like you know what what that means is that there's homeless people that just set up shop anywhere they want and usually it's at in freeway underpasses or on the side of the freeway you see these cities little villages of tents right and um uh you know there's just no garbage waste management type of uh, system in place. And so it just accumulates and accumulates and accumulates. And it's more, starting to spill over our way now too. Yeah, definitely is. And it's dangerous. They're, they're quite dangerous. I had a dental assistant who used to work for me, whose father was stabbed 18 times approaching someone who set up a tent in a city park by his house in Portland where he was not supposed to be. He approached him. And this guy stabbed this stabbed my assistant's father 18 times. He lived miraculously, uh, but messed him up good. And the guy was mentally ill, deranged. It's like and with nothing to lose, which is ter a terrible. Like, do not approach these people. They have I nothing used to, to lose. Not carry a gun. Oh, you should carry. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. Are you carrying right now? I don't. I didn't bring it in. Oh, I don't think I need it in here, Brady. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Podcast can get wild. It's like, could, <laughs> no, I don't think I needed it in here. Okay, so you have this litter problem, and it's just a bad problem. So now, and it, 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 it's uh, what adds to that, a couple things. Number one is they had agencies involved, like city agencies and county agencies and uh, the Oregon Department of Transit uh, that get involved in cleaning this crap up. But it's usually on like a complaint basis. Hey, there's a lot of litter picking up. we got to take care of that. Um uh, so that's usually done, but COVID those, those services were halted. So now the normal accumulation that happens has been happening. Plus what you have is riots and protests every single night in Portland. I think we're on like 160 days in a row now. Not to mention squalor is just dangerous anyway. I mean, there's diseases, you know, used needles, prophylactics. I mean, it's, I've seen this kind yeah. of squalor in my backyard. Yeah. Like literally in my backyard. Yeah. It's scary stuff. It's bad. And, and so, and it's just disgusting. So they interviewed this guy who was the president of the Portland business Alliance. And they talked about how devastating the garbage is to the downtown businesses that are trying to recuperate now. So the downtown businesses, I read an article article recently that stated that 20% of the businesses in downtown Portland are gone for good, just gone for good. There's another significant portion that are not open, uh, that, you know, opening is... Teetering on the edge of basically being gone for good. Right, exactly right. Like the dodo bird. No, a lot of them are like nice shopping, like nice shopping uh, type of retail stores that are... Oh, you know, I loved going to downtown Portland and walking around and shopping back when that was a thing. Sure. 
So, okay, so the, the president of the Portland Business Alliance is saying, yeah, it's really tough because no one wants to shop because downtown's a mess and there's... They can get litter. stabbed, literally. Yeah, and so it's dangerous. So there's this nonprofit group called Solve, and I don't know if it stands. I don't know if it's an acronym for something, but they interviewed... It should the, be. They interviewed the president, and, and uh, you know, the, the CEO of this nonprofit called Solve is, like, trying to make a difference, and it's awesome. But she says, well, we can't go into dangerous areas... We can't do what she calls sweeping camps, which is go to these tent cities, these ur- urban uh, urban camping sites, sites, right? And you can't go in there, and you can't, they're actually not allowed to pick up biohazardous material. Which is pretty much everything in those places. So there's a lot they can't do, but she's like, well, once they clean, once they get those obstacles out of the way, we can, like, go in there and do it, right? But there's a lot of, like, uh, issues there. So you have these people who like want to help, but one of the biggest problems that they said they ran into is whose jurisdiction does it lie under to take care of these things? Like when there are, is biohazardous waste, like these areas, so here's a group who wants to help. They, they identify an area that needs cleaned up, but they can't go in there if it's dangerous, if there's biohazardous material, if it's part of like a, a homeless camp. Um, first of all, you have to understand like years ago, laws got put into place that protected I would call it the homeless, basically it labeled anything around these homeless tents to be the property of the homeless people and you cannot mess with that. If there's a shopping cart full of crap outside, you can't move that. That's their property. And it was a big, in big part, it was a litigation that was started by the NAACP and you can go and Google some of this stuff. And that's not what I want to get into, but essentially you can't move this stuff. It's, it's one of the reasons why tent cities in lots of areas, Seattle's terrible. Portland's terrible. Squatters' rights. And yeah, stuff like that. you go down. You go down into L.A. and that's happening there too. Uh, all on the coast of California, it's happening. And it's yeah, basically they have squatters' rights uh, on city streets, right? So you can't touch a lot of this stuff. And so what they run into in like solving this problem. So here's a problem. The problem is there's litter. Now you and me look at the situation and say, well, that's like kind of easy to solve. You just pick that up. Just pick up the garbage and put it in the garbage, right? And that's the nuts and bolts of how to solve that problem. You pick it up, you put it in a bag, and you dispose of it at a waste management center, right? So what the problem is is that you have government agencies. Um, the problem is what this group saw when they were interviewing this CEO of this nonprofit. I forget what her name was, but um, they were interviewing her, and she said, well, the problem is we don't know whose jurisdiction this goes under. So even they have to like ask permission to like go into an area. So they don't know if it's like a government agency, a nonprofit. I'd imagine there's a lot of bureaucracy. They would have to cut the, you know, like cut the tape. To yeah. Get through it's ridiculous, stuff, you know? dude. So it's like, well, is this a city? Is it County? Is it Metro? Is it the Oregon department of transportation? Is it parks and recreation? Is it the railway? Uh, like who, who has jurisdiction in this area? So you got to identify that. And these community, these communities aren't community, communicating, right? These different jurisdictions, these different agencies don't communicate with each other. So what happens? Jack crap. Nothing. They interviewed, uh, they showed a, a, a clip of the Portland mayor, Ted Wheeler, who is useless. Just a terrible, um, terrible collection of molecules. Tell me how together. you really feel. Uh, he, is, he is so, listen, nobody likes Ted Wheeler. 
Republicans don't like Ted Wheeler. Oh, no. I'm, Democrats I'm, I'm don't like Ted Wheeler. The Antifa psychopaths don't like Ted Wheeler either. This is the thing, though, man. Like, this is one of the things about Oregon. Just, like, a little bit of, especially, like, Portland, but Oregon just kind of on the whole. It's, like, a little bit of an insight of something that I realized over the COVID lockdown. Yeah. So my wife works in Oregon, and... Uh, we both pretty much got cut loose for our jobs, you know, during the lockdown with the stay-at-home order in place. We both got cut at about the same time, within a couple days of each other. I filed for unemployment that day. She filed for unemployment the same day. Okay. I got my check within a week. Within a day, I got an email saying, this is what we, we've calculated you're going to receive. Okay. She got one almost a month and a half later. And didn't receive any money until we were two and a half months into the lockdown. That sucks. Um, yeah, it, it did suck. But they, you know, there was stuff in the papers about it and stuff. But there was like some of their software that they were using and some of the machines they were using to in their unemployment office, you know, were dated back to the Reagan administration. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, and, yeah, you know, it's just kind of, it just seems like a lot of this is the same thing where it's just like systems were put in place and then just kind of, left to their own devices and now we're reaping the rewards of all of that you know kind of neglect yeah. i just see it widespread you take one drive through drive drive through portland once and you'll see everything i'm talking about yeah absolutely yeah so okay so ted wheeler they showed a clip of him and they he's talking about this new budget for next year where he's going to allocate nine hundred thousand dollars to um uh okay so essentially like picking up litter was done by like on a complaint basis so when there was a complaint they go do it and now it's going to be like there's a commission there's a there's a new organization they're creating more government a new government organization that's just like patrolling streets cleaning up garbage right and then um so but that still only like applies to like downtown portland so they're interviewing people in like residential areas in like north portland who have garbage everywhere and that's also where like a lot of these tent cities this urban camping is going on. Urban campsite, thank Ur you very urban much. Urban campsites are happening. And basically they're like, yeah, that doesn't help me. Uh, it's nice that the city's putting that kind of money into the downtown, but that doesn't help doesn't help the people who need it, right? And so you're forced as a, as a citizen, is is uh, and which is fine, you're forced as a citizen, like there's no government agency that's going to help you. You just have to go pick up trash yourself. If you don't like it, you got to go. And you can't boot anyone off your own land. Right. Or land that they're clearly not supposed to be on. Right. You can't, there's nothing you can do. And if their garbage spills over, like if it's on a freeway and it spills over onto your land, uh, you're just kind of forced to just like take it on the chin, basically. <laughs> that's put, that's not what I would say <laughs> where you're taking it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so why am I sharing? Why? So that really struck a chord with me because I thought, well, it's so interesting because of what we want to do with Halo. Halo is is this issue of there's, there's this problem, and the problem is is that dentistry is becoming too expensive for the people who need it to get it, and there's not a lot of things being done. But it takes the effort of, like, one or two people to go and actually make a real difference because we are unhindered by or you know, unimpeded by the bureaucracy red tape it's what I love about my profession. If I want to help someone out and change their smile, I can just do it. I don't have to ask permission. Yeah, you got one person here. You got one person here. 
That's right. And that we make the magic happen. That adds up to two people. If that's you're, two people. That's if you're at math. home counting. That's some good math there. Yeah. So, you you know, it's just when you, when you look at these government agencies and then people start talking about Medicaid, Medicaid for all, or Medicare for all, where you want the government to start taking care of people's health and you're not giving power to the individuals to take care of their own health. You're, you're allowing, you know, government to take care of this. Like government sucks at everything. Government can't pick up trash. Like that's ridiculous. Government can't even pick up trash, but an individual can. And it shows the power of one person. Like when you find your little niche of what you want to attack and take care of, our ability to take care of each other as a community is so much more powerful and impactful than an entire government who's got commissions and committees designed to do that because of all the, I got to ask permission. I got to email so-and-so and he takes four days to get an email back to me. And what are you doing? I have my own sound effect machine. Now. Oh, geez. There you go. <laughs> Just killed my vibe, dude. I was vibing and you killed it with, Whatever that was. Was that That's, a dog? No, it's Kung Fu noises. <laughs> okay, if you say so. Uh, okay, so where was I going? Anyways, I was just really struck by that art, by that news story because it kind of shows what I've been talking about. One of the reasons why Halo exists is it's, it's up to us to make an impact. You have to try to do something yourself. And not only is it possible you're better at it than you're giving yourself credit for. That's what's cool about it is that you can make far more of an impact by just going it alone and taking care of the problem, seeing an issue and solving it. And there's this, um, oh, there's this dude on Twitter who I forget what his name is. I think he, I think he goes by the title of The Resistance. And uh, anyway, it's a cool dude, weird, look, weird looking dude, but he goes around just cleaning trash up. And he's super politically motivated because he only goes to these, like, Democratic trash cities like Baltimore and, like, Detroit and, like, these places. And he cleans up trash. That's all he does. Just cleans up trash. He gets these dumpsters to come in, gets some volunteers through, like, social media, and he gets people to clean crap up. And they're just citizens taking care of stuff that the government entities are paid to do, designed to do, but can't function at a level that's even, like, coherent of any type of efficiency at all and you just have the overwhelming examples of like dude the individual is so much more powerful especially when you get more a lot of individuals with who link their their passions together and they go after these things and try to make a yeah well a big impact. machine you know cogs in a big machine turn slow i mean like yeah. you know this little tiny machine like we've got i mean we were able to move fast but i mean like as far as like did that kind of one, you know, that that motto, that that uh, you know, thing that you shout from the mountaintop, that mission statement of just like one person making a difference, just going out and doing it by just going out and doing it. I mean, anyone could do that any day, right? You can do that any day of the week, That's right? Just so when the opportunity presents itself, you know, like example, I stopped and helped a lady change her tire not two days ago. I didn't have to. Made me late for work, in fact, but you know what? I have a feeling you didn't care about that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse here. 
I just thought that was a really good example. And if you're thinking about something that like maybe you want to pursue, something that might make a difference, something you can do, like do it. Just get out there and make a difference because you're going to be so much more impactful than you than you think you you can be. You have a very particular set of skills. You can you use them use them for the betterment of yourself and use them for the betterment of others. And this is really what like good communities do. Like good successful communities have members, citizens that contribute in ways because it feels good to contribute. And uh, and that's how the most effective things are done is uh, anyway, that's my less government rant. <laughs> but that's why Halo exists. Halo exists because we're better at it than the government. We're better at it than any other organization. We move faster. Yeah. Fight harder. Um, all right. So let's wrap things up. Uh, if you would be so kind as to leave us a review on the iTunes, that would be great. If you would be so kind as to share with your friends all the cool things that we are doing here at the Drilled Podcast and the uh, the Halo Dental Network, that would be awesome as well. If you are unfamiliar with what we are doing at the Halo Dental Network, please visit halodentalnetwork.org where you can become familiar with what we are doing at the Halo Dental Network. Do it. Boom. Am I missing anything? Oh, uh, no. Uh, like and subscribe and share and do, do all, all that right. stuff or so, or don't. I mean, you're you're American. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Let's uh, let's bid everyone adieu. Thanks for tuning in. A little bit of a shorter episode today. That's okay. And uh, hopefully you'll come back next week and we'll have another something to talk about and I'll go off on another rant, hopefully. I'm apologizing for the sound effects in advance. <laughs> oh, I'm not apologizing for that. There, there, will, be, there will be more sound effects. <laughs> Peace, everybody. Later. Sweet Lord. <laughs> Hold on. They're not done laughing. You gotta wait till they're done laughing. That's a long time. And goodbye. Sweet.